0: Welcome to the first instalment of Finding Extra Time, coming to you on World Mental Health Day on the 10th of October 2018. This is our first spin-off podcast from the FPL Surgery. So those of you who are regular surgery listeners, welcome to this instalment. Those of you who have maybe found your way to this podcast from other means, we welcome you to join us as well. Bully here, I'm one of the co-hosts of the FPL Surgery, I'll talk a bit more about my involvement with the podcast and experiences in a moment, but I want to welcome my uh, co-host, very much the editor and the engine room of all things we do media-wise, James, or better known, the Iceman.
1: Thank you very much, Bully. Yep, looking forward to how this one's going to go, been looking forward to this for a while now.
0: Yeah, a really exciting project moving forward. We've had loads of interest from uh, the FPL community, actually, which is wonderful. Really excited to see where this is this is going to go in terms of spreading awareness. Um, before we, we get talking a bit more, I want to welcome our other guests for this uh, podcast. We're going to have people joining us each installment. A lot of you will know him as the FPL General. It's
2: Mark McGedigan. Um, welcome. Hi, Bully. Hi, Iceman. Uh, a pleasure to be Pleasure to be the first guest on this podcast, which I'm sure is going to prove to be very popular, and hopefully it's going to make a difference in, in people's lives.
0: Yeah, we're, we're really hoping that um, it's, I'll say a little bit more about it in a second, but I think uh, a lot of the inspiration for this actually came from when you came one of our FPL surgeries and talked a little bit about it and really got the uh, the cogs working between me and the Iceman to uh, do something like this.
2: That's good to hear, I guess. What, what I'm trying to do on, on social media is to get more people talking uh, about their feelings and things like that. So I know when, when we did the FPL surgery podcast last time, we ended up talking off air yeah. afterwards about, yeah. about, you know, just, just three guys just talking. And, and it's it's nice to do a proper podcast now about this away from FPL during the international break.
0: Yeah, I, I sort of wish we just recorded that because that would have been a great first episode. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, well, Mark, we'll come back to you in a second. But um, just I want to preface this podcast and and the following podcast with a couple of things. First of all, because we're talking about uh, issues outside of FPL, all the opinions that we give are our own. They don't reflect our employers or associated professional bodies. And I suppose the inspiration for the podcast, as well as speaking to Mark, has come from we're in an FPL community, which we've seen recently and over the last few years has become uh, very close. We see a lot of men and women in this community. And actually, we, we've become aware that we can probably reach and affect a lot of people that wouldn't use your, your average day-to-day mental health service. I, I personally am a, am a clinician with the mental health services, and I know one of the issues for us is reaching that, that group of people who aren't really willing to come forward to a service that uses the term mental within its heading, but would actually really benefit from just opening up a conversation or just thinking a bit more about it. So we're hoping we can reach in people that wouldn't want to do that usually or at least get a bit of confidence to think about it. James, why why this podcast?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, why this podcast? Finding extra time is about a short period in your week for you to invest in mental health maybe yeah. you'll learn something new bring your attention to something you've never thought about before or just yeah. to make yeah. you you feel yeah. less alone during the difficult times and in each podcast we will be discussing different issues relating to men's health uh, although female listeners are welcome and this may affect them too and we hope to to get a guest on each yeah. each time each podcast uh, we've different kind of problems they've been experiencing as well.
0: Yeah, we've had a lot of people sort of reaching out to us already and I'm really excited for them to be able to share their stories and hopefully um, it might resonate with some of you and, and encourage you to, to have a lot of think about how you've managed things as well. Um, just in terms of, I suppose, so I mentioned there that I'm a clinician in services, so I've been working in mental health services for coming up to around 10 years within different roles and in different services across the south part of the UK. Like I said, one of the issues I see d- day in, day out is just acknowledging that there could be some kind of problem that we kind of understand physical health problems. When it comes to mental health, it's a blurry area. It's hard to measure. You know, you, you know, you're well if your arm's broken, and it's fixed again. But, but what about the way that we're thinking and the way we're feeling emotionally? And sometimes our culture doesn't allow us to, to kind of reach out and, and talk about that. So really excited to give this opportunity for people to do that. I think as well, like I said, with the FPL community. So hopefully we're, we're touching people who we've all got something in common with. I personally have had my own experience of mental health, and I'll talk about that across different pods in terms of certainly anxiety. I feel slightly anxious recording this podcast today <laughs> because it's it's outside the realms of FPL, isn't it? But that's because I'm passionate about it. So really keen to share those experiences and learn from the people who'll be joining us
1: yeah my just to list what my personal involvement in uh, mental health and discussing my thoughts has mainly been kind of affected by three people in my life one is my mum who i spoke to nearly every day via the phone i spoke to her about everything everything going on in my life and i felt like that always helped me day-to-day issues also my fiance, who also works in mental health services yep. always advised me to kind of talk about stuff and even now she always wants me to just discuss stuff whatever's going through my head whatever's happening day to day and my best friend who has agreed to host this podcast with me another someone who I rely on and someone who I go to for things involving my life and I do find it's easier to talk to yourself my fiance and my mum because I have experienced a few issues in my life which have affected me in major ways I've had a life-changing accident one of my best friends died well was one of our best friends and also my mother Passed away from cancer recently, and <clears throat> yeah, is I do find at the end of all this a conclusion or like a um, a healer. The one of the main healers to, for all these things is to just discuss it with someone with someone yeah. you know, and that has made things a lot easier for me.
0: Yeah, I think um, just there's a lot to be said for having people that you can open up to and just, just make yourself a little bit vulnerable, but for the greater good moving forward. And um, certainly myself and the Iceman will share will share kind of over the course of the podcast different personal experiences. And um, we again, the thing we should say is we'll talk about how we reacted to these and how we dealt with them. We'll look at how our guests have dealt with them. It doesn't mean to say it's the right way. And hopefully it will show that everybody reacts differently to different things. And, and that's okay. Yeah. So. yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Thank you. That really great intro, though, Ice Man. Um, Mark, do you want to again? Do you want to tell us a little bit about your interest in this, and maybe some of the the, the charity stuff you've been doing?
2: Yeah. So in recent weeks, I've started. Uh, people have noticed. I've started to promote CAM, uh, which are the its campaign against living miserably uh, on through my Twitter account and my own podcast as well. And the, the inspiration for doing that came from listening to another uh, mental health podcast called Man Talk. So I stumbled across that one while I was visiting the, the Calm Zone website. Um, and I would highly recommend anyone to listen to that podcast, whether you're suffering from mental health or not, because it, it helped me to learn a lot more. About mental health and, and the different types, you know, uh, anxiety, uh, depression, and things like that. And it was it was just ten episodes uh, and ten different guys talking about their own experiences. And I, I learned a lot from that. Um, and it just kind of made me realise, you know, how many people out there actually are suffering uh, with their mental health, and, and you know, you're not alone in doing that. So I, that's how it started. Uh, I listened to that podcast and I, I thought to myself. I've got I've got you know forty thousand plus followers now, and, and I just wanted to do something positive Brilliant. with my with my reach. So the idea came about of promoting uh, raising awareness of men, men's mental health in particular, and the charity CAM who are doing amazing work. So I contacted the charity, uh, sent a few emails to to and fro, and, and we came to the idea came about of me setting up a mini league for the FPL community where where people can enter the mini-league and then they can make a donation to the charity. So so I set that up about two weeks ago. Nice. And the, the scoring is going to start in game week nine for that. And I think the, the, the Just Given page I set up is only going nine days and already I've, I've raised 1,300. Well, I should say the community have raised because it's not, it's not just me. So the FPL community have raised almost 1,400 pounds in just nine days. So that just shows... Nice how amazing the FBL community is Uh, and and so many people have have rolled in behind me with us and it's it's just amazing and we could easily raise you know four or five thousand between now and the end of the season so I guess coming back to why uh, why I've why I'm passionate about it people are probably wonder why I've you know started to do this it's not just because I listen to that podcast and things like that so I'm someone who I, I've had counselling myself in the past. It's, it's probably around ten years ago now, maybe even more than ten years ago when I last had some counselling. Um, growing up, my father was an alcoholic, and I, I had a, quite a quite a difficult uh, childhood, you know, because of that. And he he passed away when I was 20, so it's it's about eight years ago now. And I never, I never went for any counselling after he passed away, and I just feel it's something I've, I've probably been carrying with me ever since then. And I've been someone, you know, like a lot of guys who, who's bottled things up over the years. And I feel now I'm I'm in a position where I want to go back uh, and get some more counselling, some professional help, just, just to help me. Um, as I say, I don't have any, you know, major issues. I know some people are suffering a lot worse than I am. But I feel that now is the right time for me to go back and get some more professional help, and I'm booked in to go back in a couple of weeks' time, and I'm really looking forward to it because yeah. looking back to when I when I went for counselling before when I was in my teens, it you know I was a very angry teenager and you yeah. know hated the world and everything else, and getting that professional help once a week or whatever it was, it, it helped me immensely, and it's just you know talking about how you're feeling, it it's amazing what it can do for you. So so that's where the inspiration comes from.
0: Mark, I think that first of all, thank you for brilliant first of all, brilliant work you're doing with that in the FPL community. Absolutely amazing effort to raise so much money in the community already, and using your kind of reach to really good effect there. Yeah, totally. um, we'll we'll link in on the. I mean, a lot of people that be listening to this will know of you already, but anybody new, will we'll, we'll link to uh, all of Mark's uh, really good work um, on the uh, on the Twitter page after this. Um, a couple of other things I want to pick up on there, Mark. So you. Reached out and went for counselling, and I think that's so great to hear that someone who is so well established in our FBL community has gone to do that, and will hopefully encourage others to to think about doing that. And the other thing I suppose I'd add is almost it's like you're slightly describing a part of my life because um, obviously our experiences have been very different. But within a year or two of your father passing away, um, the same thing happened to me. My dad was also an alcoholic; he passed away, and actually. Sometimes I do wish I'd done what you did and gone to to speak to somebody about it. It's something that I kind of found my own way through, but uh, it would have been very useful to uh, to have a chat with someone about that, a more formal conversation.
2: Yeah, so I initially when I when I went for counseling when I was in my teens, um my dad was still alive, so it was kind of trying to understand, you know, the, you know the alcoholism and everything else yeah. and, and it really did help me, but when he passed away then I was probably at a difficult age, you know, I was 20 years old and I was kind of yeah. Again, I suppose all that anger came back then, and things like that. And I actually moved away to Germany for a year uh, shortly afterwards to go to, to for uni for a year in Germany. Yeah. So I never, I never went, you know, for professional help after he passed away, which is something yeah. I should have done. And even, even about two years ago, um, I remember making a phone call or you know just talking to my GP and said, you know, I'm slightly yeah. worried about my mental health. And they referred me to counselling, and I I had an appointment. And when I got closer and closer, I just made the phone call. You know, I convinced myself that I didn't need to go, which was a mistake. You know, looking back now, I should have went two years ago. But now I've decided, you know, now is the time to go, and I'm not going to make that mistake again. And and, and I'm looking forward to to the sessions in a couple of weeks' time. There's certainly, I think we're we're getting into different topics here, but
0: I think there's certainly something to be said about talking to someone who isn't in your kind of. It's really good to talk to. Close friends, family, people that you trust It's also incredibly empowering to speak to somebody out of that circle who doesn't know you can't make any judgment on you because they don't have that prior knowledge and will just kind of listen empathically, get themselves in your world a little bit and just try and understand where you're coming from.
2: Yeah, that's, that's something I've noticed on, on Twitter since I've started doing the tweets about Cam and things like that. You know, I've put out, you know, I've said things like, you know, my DMs are always open if, if you, if you find it hard to speak to family, friends, you know, yeah. just send me a, a DM. And I, I didn't really expect to get any messages, but the first night I got, Probably about 15 guys sending me messages saying, you know, I'm struggling. I find it hard to talk to my wife. I find it to- hard to talk to my, to my friends. And, and that's true. You know, sometimes it is very, very difficult to open up to people close to you. And that's why yeah. sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger. So my, my DMs are always open and anyone who is listening to this, just, just send me a message on, on Twitter and, and we can open a dialogue. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Well, again, great support from you to the people that that follow you for FPL reasons, but also you know benefiting in that way. So, uh, but no. Again, thank you for sharing that. And um, I'm going to take that into our our main topic for this podcast. So, we've been talking about the idea of men's mental health. Now, as, as James was saying earlier, um, the intention is absolutely to make this. Um, about all genders, all races, all backgrounds. You know, this is an inclusive podcast. The main spur of inspiration to do it, I suppose, initially had been around men's mental health. But we we know the issues are far-reaching to a number of different people. Today's podcast is just going to happen to focus on the issues for men. So we don't want to be excluding women. Women can certainly get involved, and um, I'm sure will relate to a lot of what we're saying. But we're just talking a bit more about men's mental health today. But I want to open the conversation with some statistics here so we know i've uh, i've taken some data from the the uh, men's health forum who've amalgamated a lot of the stats that have come from research that have looked into the, the prevalence sort of how many people how many men um have these mental health difficulties now if we're just looking at anxiety and depression alone it's said that one in six people adults wise forget um kind of kids and, and older adults but one in One in six adults will have a common mental health disorder, and that means your anxiety uh, of some kind, depression. Now, women are more represented as one in five, and it's estimated that around one in eight men will have one of these. Now, whether that's a fair representation or not of men is open to interpretation, and we'll discuss that in just a second. The interesting thing is when you actually look at the impact stats, so... Just over three out of four suicides are men. Men are three times more likely to become alcohol dependent, more likely to use drugs to a fatal degree. Less than 40% of men are accessing talking therapy services at the moment. So if you look at the stats for services that offer counselling type interventions and support, less than 40% of those referrals are men. Um, and just a few others of note, so 73% of adults who go missing are men. Eighty percent of rough sleepers are men. Men are three uh, times more likely, sort of at the alcohol dependence rate, more likely to become alcohol dependent than women, and they make up ninety percent of the ninety-five percent of the prison population. That's just a few standout stats.
1: They're quite baffling. Those stats, aren't they? I mean, a lot of people don't realise that that those stats are real. Does affect a lot yeah. of men. You didn't think that that was the case, but hearing it out loud is like uh yeah. It, was, it does hit you a little bit. So
0: my question, guys, is. If if men are on average reporting less than women, why are the stats suggesting you know that the impact that the greater impacts? What, why are men so overrepresented there, but underrepresented when it comes to kind of measuring how many men struggle with with mental health difficulties?
1: Well, yeah, I suppose that's one of the reasons why this podcast is about is because people do not talk about their feelings and guys mm. like to keep it under wraps maybe it's a, a thing of they don't want to feel small or they don't want to feel I don't know guys need to open up and those those stats even though it's commonly known that you know men don't like to open up their feelings
0: it's it's a challenge to open up and talk about feelings isn't it and Quite often within men I hear this kind of stiff up a little bit, certainly in older populations, um, that stiff upper lip kind of mentality, just pull yourself together, get on with it.
1: Yeah, be a um, man, something like that is also you've got it's like a lad's mentality as well. If you're yeah. in a group and they find out that you've got feelings then you feel like they would look down on you and or, or take the mick or something. That's one of the reasons yeah. why these
0: things don't don't happen. So, yeah, we're kind of talking about kind of being open to a bit of scrutiny there, being laughed at, not being taken seriously. Yeah, exactly. And almost almost potentially viewing it as as a weakness as well. Yeah. If I talk about feelings, does that make me weak? Yeah. If if we were to, to take that as an idea, so the idea of we, what, what do you think the consequence would be for people if they were seen that way in our society?
1: Well, as, uh, as weak as coming forward or...
0: Yeah, so if they, if they were to say something, share that they're, they're feeling something, you know, it's not a broken arm, it's I'm feeling low or I'm really I'm really scared of doing this. Well, what do you think the losses are for men if they open up about that?
1: Well, that's the thing. If, if their mates find out, then they might take the mick that they're doing so. You know, if, you, if your wife finds out, then maybe sometimes they, they think differently. But when, when you look at it as a whole, you, you feel like, no, that, that shouldn't be the case. And more often than not, I feel like that probably isn't the case.
0: Yeah, so it's the idea that I suppose we're what we fear kind of outweighs what the, the reaction might be. Yeah, and do you think there's something because I guess society could influence this quite a lot, can't it? In terms of, in some settings, certainly, obviously working in it in a healthcare setting, I tend to find that, and, and not everybody will relate to this because there are still some workplaces where it's not. But certainly, when I've worked in mental health services, um, I felt. A bit safer if I if I'm struggling or if I feel stressed in some way the response is often what can we do about this rather than just work harder and and kind of get on with it but in your experiences do you think that a lack of understanding when people disclose make it harder to do so
1: yeah when when you disclose what you're feeling to someone if you don't feel like they understand you almost you're completely reluctant to even go there and if you're talking to someone say like a mate about something yeah. personal and you don't feel like they're going to give any sympathy or empathy for what you're saying, then you're you're more reluctant to say it to start with. Whereas, as in my life, I've had a couple of people which have tried to understand... Yeah what's going on and they can feel empathy for you. So then that you, you just want to discuss it more with, with someone who, who talks like that, which is why Mark's going to a professional, which they, that's what they try and do. That's, well, it's your job. Yeah. You know that. That's you, you have to try and feel empathy for them and understand their position. And when someone's feeling that way towards you, you, you want to discuss it more. You, you want to go there more. And like Mark said, he's looking forward to going to see someone about it.
2: Yeah, I think... If uh, one of the one of the most important things is, you know, if if you do have good friends, you know, and you, you've got a, a close family around you as well, you you should you should be able to open up to them, and, and you know you shouldn't really be afraid of what they think, you know, if if they're good friends and and you and their close family, you know, they'll they'll be understanding and, and they'll be there to help you. I think there's a there's probably a fear among people a lot of the time that. They don't want to open up because they're afraid of what people think of them or what their friends will think of them. But you know, if you've got a friend, they're your friend for a reason, and you should be able to talk to them about everything. You know, not not just the football scores. So I think it, you just got to be brave, and you've got to just tell them how you're feeling. Just you know, as simple as you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not okay. You know, I'm, I, I don't, I'm a little bit worried about my mental health, and just open up the conversation because. Just like this podcast, you know, I mentioned that I lost my dad to alcoholism, and bully has said the same thing. So, you, yeah, there's so many people out there that are in the same position as you, and it just, you know, you'd be surprised. But it just takes opening up to find that out, and that's what I found about the podcast I listen to, Man Talk. You know, just just how many people out there are going through similar things, and I think that's one of the one of the, the main issues. I think with, with people who are suffering from depression and anxiety, you can feel like you're the only person. You know, yeah. I think it's important to. It can be probably. Obviously, I can't speak from experience, but I can imagine it's very, it's very hard to, to open up because you probably feel like you're the only person. But in re, in reality, you know, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of other people in the same boat, and people who can help you. You know, share shared experiences is, is how you how you move forward and deal with it.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a really, really good a couple of points you've made there. So it may well be the person you're speaking to is actually going through it themselves or has been through something something similar and actually they're thinking thank god somebody else is actually you know going through this and we can have a bit more of an open discussion i've, I've certainly met people through in a work environment or just in my social life who have said something about it and suddenly they've got that person to go to because they've got something else they can share now. Or you might develop kind of a closer relationship with people that you never thought you would, because again, you've got that, that common bond. Um, but when we're both talking there about the idea of our experiences with, with parents, I have kind of an empathy for, for Mark there. Cause I, I can't, I don't know his situation, but um just knowing he's been through that and, and seeing where he's got himself and what he's done with his life, just I have an ordinary respect for him for you know for knowing that about you as well.
2: Yeah, it's kinda it's kind of, you know, finding that out about each other tonight. There's that yeah. instant kind of, you know, I know where he's coming from and he knows where I'm coming from now. So it's kinda you know, that bond is there right away now. And you've as you say, it's a negative thing, but you've got it in common, you know. Yeah. So it, it makes What's the saying? You know, is it a grief? Something is a grief shared. Is it a grief whatever. You know, basically, yeah. if there's other people in the same situation as yourself, it's easier to to deal with it. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think um, so we talked there a little bit about sort of society. I'm really interested because over time, I guess society has changed. There's a lot more social media. There's different expectations. I was talking about healthcare workplaces, but. Do you guys think that the, the uprise in social media um, has contributed to people having perhaps more problems with their mental health, be it self-esteem or anxiety, anything like that you can see linked?
1: Oh yeah, massively. There's got, I mean, you look online, there is some social media bullying going on. There can be, I've heard there have been some sort of suicide attempts due to just been what's happening on someone's Facebook, yeah. and I mean, if only all of the Facebook, Twitter companies can curb that as much as they can. In a way, I do feel like there's more that can be done about that as well via the big platforms in terms of Facebook and and Twitter. So, yeah, social media, I feel like it's had a massive influence over it and uh, probably not for the better.
2: Yeah, I would agree. It's 100%, you know, it's, it's making things worse. If you take, you know, things like Instagram nowadays, it's very hard... I can't imagine being a you know a thirteen fourteen year old uh, teenager nowadays with all the the pressure to you know you know be in the gym and look like this and you know wear these clothes and all that kind of stuff. It's there's so much pressure on kids nowadays. Um, I, I guess you know the parents have a very important role to play in that. Um, and then even going back you know to to younger kids nowadays, you know you don't see any kids out playing playing football in the park anymore. Everyone's stuck inside on whether it be social media or, you know, yeah. Xboxes or things like that. And obviously long term, that affects their mental health as well. You know, I know when I, you're probably the same as me when I was young, you know, you, i seen a good picture. Uh, Trigger Lips actually posted on, on Twitter this week was, you know, go back 20 years ago and you had parents dragging the kids in from outside with a football. Whereas nowadays you've, you would have to drag them outside and, and pull the iPads out of their hands to get them to go out and play. So I think that's, it's, it's obviously it's changing the world in a big way and even with myself you know i'm, I'm someone who works from home and I, I spend way too much time on social media you know it's it, it becomes an addiction almost um and i'm one of those people and it, it's times like this during the international break i try to put the laptop away put the phone away and just get out there and you know do things i wouldn't usually do um it, it can it can very easily take over take over your life um And it's, it's, I'm not a fan of of social media at all, even though, you know, I spend all my time on it. It's, it's a very negative thing in many ways.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you, Mark. Um, It's, especially with Instagram, some, some accounts can feel very much like a highlight reel um if that's a lot of accounts are like that it's like the highlight reel these are my best bits and and that's great because someone's showcasing what they've achieved and whatever it may be especially you see this in the fitness world but um sometimes you think christ you you know do you never have a, a bad day you know do you never is there never a bad picture is it always like paradise like this and and it's very easy to judge yourself against that so i think it's important to keep in mind when you're looking at instagram it's yeah it's not always the real world and remember those people probably have the the, the crap days like you. you know they probably have their fair share of anxieties or you know other difficulties going on obviously we don't want that for anyone but it's very easy to measure yourself against that so we know that social media can have a you know it can do a lot of positive things but also it carries a level of risk if we get too immersed in it and define ourselves by it and also if we disconnect too much from the real world so great advice from mark there get out when you can Chaps, I want to sort of slightly steer the, the podcast towards a the same topic, but using our love of football and particularly sport and what we've seen in the media recently. So we've had high profile Premier League players like Danny Rose, um, Aaron Lennon. I know, Mark, you were looking a little bit on uh, on Twitter today about some former players um, that have come out in the media and talked about their, their battle with, with mental health. I'm interested to know, what... What was your kind of reaction when that first came about, that started happening?
1: Well, when when I first saw about, like, Aaron Lennon, people like that, you do kind of feel, not feeling sorry for them, but you feel... Closer to them as a person, knowing yeah. that they're human and seeing that these professionals that you look up to and you watch most weekends, uh, you know they do have feelings and they they do experience these these troubles which other people do, and we kind of feel closer to them, knowing that they're like normal guys.
2: Yeah, it's great. It's great to see so many of them being open about the struggles that they that they've had. I know uh, Anthony Knockhart was another one in recent weeks as well, who yeah. said he went through a tough time last last year when he lost his father and I think his, his marriage broke up as well and it, he was saying how it affected his performances and it's good to see him back you know playing very well this season not as well as he should be though because he's in my team and he's not getting <laughs> fantasy points but they're going to come I'm sure of it but yeah and, and today as well as you mentioned you know World, World Mental Health Day we've seen loads of stuff on social media and Liverpool put out a very strong uh, video today uh, Jason McAteer uh, was the main guy in that one Chris Kirkland was in it as well and I would highly recommend people to give that one a watch you know they were talking about the struggles they had uh, particularly uh, McAteer when when he uh, retired from football and you know most of us grow up wanting to be premier league footballers uh, and you know we think they have this great life they've got all the money they've got the flash cars and um, but but in reality you know they a lot of the time they they're struggling as well um and there was was a there was one podcast in particular I listened to last week was very powerful was uh, second captains I don't know if you guys are familiar with second captains it's uh oh, it's yeah. the best Irish podcast they do really good <laughs> uh, they do they do really good uh, Premier League stuff but they they interviewed uh, Brian Lenehan who played for Hull uh, recently he, I think he's only about 24 years old he played for Hull and he he was involved in the Irish uh, senior squad as well and it was about his struggles with depression um, and, you know, he contemplated suicide and things like that. And he actually retired from Premier League football uh, or not Premier League football, but he retired from from football last year at, at 23. And he, ga- he gave a great insight as to, you know, people think this, uh, you know, being a footballer, you've got this great life, but he kind of showed the other side to it that, you know, having the money, you know, it doesn't make you happy. And he, he spoke in particular, he, he had a lot of injuries And he talked about, you know, the mental struggles of of when you're injured. You know, you're just kind of put in a box in the corner and you're just, you know, you're just left to your recovery. And it's just a a serious mental mental challenge. So that's another one that's worth checking out. Um, But yeah, it's, it's great to see, you know, players talking about it. The more people that talk about it, high profile, the more likely we'll get more guys talking as well. And it's good to see the club's like Liverpool today, tweeting that video. And I think Arsenal put out a couple of tweets as well. So, you know, the more people that do it, the better it's going to be for society and as a whole. Yeah, it just normalises
0: it. And I think, it, you know, those clubs have a not responsibility, but actually they've got a lot of power, a lot of influence. And it's great to see Liverpool and Arsenal doing that. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I remember the before the Danny Rose, Aaron Lennon, etc. cases, I remember when Matt Janssen, um, the ex-Blackburn rover striker, Talked about it because he was—he looks set to be, you know, the next uh, top player in the Premier League, play for England, and his career just kind of fell away. And I always wondered, because I was younger then, I always wondered, what wonder what happened to him. And then later on, he came out and said that he'd suffered with depression; it just really, really affected his career. And yeah, and it just goes to show that these athletes that have all, all the money and then the fame and the status actually are as vulnerable as, as every one of us. They have the still the the same kind of attachment to their parents growing up. Um, the same vulnerability to becoming unwell to feeling anxious Um, and you know living in the pressure cooker of football the fear of failure is is absolutely huge you're scrutinized by the media um, you're held to account by fans so actually I think by these players being open we can have an empathy for them and appreciate that yeah that they've got all this but they're still vulnerable to these problems as much as anybody else just like on that, do you think? Uh, what do you think? I've I mentioned a couple of things there in terms of perhaps why they might feel that way. But can you think of anything else, chaps, that would sort of push a professional athlete into difficulties with their with their mental health?
2: Yeah, I think I think today watching watching uh, some of the, the Jason McAteer one is i think one of the hardest things about being a professional footballer is it, it's all over very quickly you know once you get into your yeah. mid 30s you know 35 36 37 once you retire you know unless you have a plan in place for afterwards you know whether you're going into coaching or media and stuff like that but so many of them don't and i think it probably just hits you hits you like a bang that you know all of a sudden you know you've played football every day of your life probably since you're seven or eight years old and then all of a sudden it's just gone so i think that's i think that's probably and we probably see so many of them you know, dropping, getting depressed after they retire and, you know, slipping into alcoholism and things like that. And there's, you know, there's probably so many of them out there that we don't even, don't even hear about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's at the, at the professional level. That's before we talk about, you know, the players that don't get even, so come through the academies, don't get picked up and then have to, to leave the profession altogether.
2: Yeah. It's very hard if, you know, you, you work your whole life towards becoming a pro and then you get to you know 17, 18, 19 and and you get rejected so then you're you know you're left in a situation of what do I do with my life now that was all I wanted to do so I know you know clubs and things like that when they let players go they have a responsibility to make sure that those guys you know make the next step in their lives and that they're supported in in their next steps even if it is outside football
0: Yeah and hopefully over time clubs are doing a little bit more to help players have some continuation if they come out of the academy and you know that they don't make it big at least they can move on to something else i know that man city i mean they're obviously an elite academy but i know their their sort of youth players go to an academy there they'll go to university they'll come out with some level of qualification or education so they can live their life if it doesn't work out for them in football so okay so we've talked there a bit about our own experiences and some of the issues for men we, we just touched on how that might apply to, to footballers the title of this podcast is finding extra time and I think one of the things which might be helpful is going by that motto. It's how can we find extra time in the next week or so to do something that's going to benefit our well-being? So just to start rounding off the podcast, um, chaps, if you could give listeners one piece of advice, and it doesn't have to be set in stone, it doesn't have to be evidence-based or anything like that, but what one thing would you recommend to someone to maintain and improve their, their mental well-being?
1: Well, I think from my perspective, I suppose the one thing which I mainly kept to is exercise. And I made sure that I was keeping up with regularly going to the gym, regularly playing football. I find that if from when I'm doing that, it kind of focuses me as well. And yeah. in that, in that time, I can keep concentrating on what I'm doing there. It separates me from, from what I've been thinking about as well which is a good thing Just say I've exercised for like an hour I tended to find that after that I was then relaxed and then I could kind of think about what I needed to in terms of uh, (coughs) whatever problem I was experiencing at the time that's when my kind of focus was after the exercise as well where I was was like well I'll exercise so I'm doing that I'm concentrating on what I love to do Uh, I'm focused on that and then afterwards my mind is almost clear it's like a a fresh start It, it stops all the problems coming in at once and then now I can just be like right I'll choose that one to to think about now so I'm just going to concentrate on that so that that was my kind of way of experiencing it and dealing with it
0: I think that's a great shout because as we know within particular depression as well one of the biggest symptoms of depression is what we call rumination or just generally stewing over things having lots of unpleasant thoughts about worries about the future and that can almost become quite indulging. We can sort of stew on things for a long time. And if we never have a break in that rumination, that that kind of overthinking, that overanalyzing things, we can just fall into that rabbit's hole very quickly. So I love that, Jim, just the idea of doing something where you can't do anything but make sure that you don't fall off that treadmill or you make sure that your your running route is safe, where you make sure that lifting that weight it's not going to fall on you. That's pure <laughs> distraction, yeah. and indulging in something that's, you know, really actually very positive. Yeah. For you. So that's great.
2: Mm. Yeah, something something I'd like add in there is I know, I know the Iceman likes the gym and all that, but I've never been – I've always been someone who's never been a big gym goer, you know. Yeah. I've often signed up for memberships yeah, in January you. And, and, you know, went two or three times. It, it just never, it's never interested me too much and I've never had enough motivation to, to stick it out. But something I found that really helps me mentally is, is yoga. And I actually, I, I, you know, I used to play a lot of soccer and stuff like that. And I had a lot of trouble with uh, one of my hips and someone recommended doing yoga, you know, to ease the, the pain around my hip and stuff like that. So initially I started doing yoga for... Uh, physical reasons you know to help ease the pain but i quickly realized that it was it was actually doing more for me mentally than it was physically you know so yoga is something i try and do every day even if it's just 15 to 20 minutes um and there's probably you know there's like there's been stigmas around uh, men's mental health there's probably a bit of a stigma around you know the <laughs> idea of guys doing yoga as well but it's something i found you know that it's amazing what it can do for for body and mind and Something I've been doing recently I came across it's someone it was actually someone in the FPL community who tweeted about it. Uh, it was a guy and I'm not sure I can't remember who it was, but it's uh it's a yoga it's a yoga program on YouTube. It's it's called Thirty Days of Yoga. And it's it's a it's a girl called Adrienne who does it. And I've been doing it every morning for the last I'm on about day sixteen now. And even though I've only done two weeks of it, it's it's amazing what I can do for you. You know, it just completely calms your mind very nice start to the day i mean you don't even have to do it in the morning you can do it in the evening but as someone who's you know practiced yoga here and there over the last couple of years i would highly recommend that if you've never done it give it a go
0: yeah great shout yoga fantastic um really good again for being mindful like you say just focusing on on one thing rather than the other problems in your life i think that's that's a really good shout and absolutely appropriate for men <laughs> completely appropriate um so the one thing i suppose i want to throw in the pile here slightly different to to exercise um and sort of a, a mindfulness type approach but is just something around values so when we if we're struggling with things i guess if we feel anxious or we're feeling low then we can stop doing the things that are really important to us so our values and values can be family they can be doing things for our well-being it can be pursuing certain interests within work or training and um, when we're feeling low, we, we tend to find that we come away from doing those things, yeah, naturally because that's easier in the short term. But the problem is if we stop serving the values that are really important to us at our core, it just kind of manifests itself into feeling worse. So I would always say to anybody, if, you, if you're kind of struggling, ask yourself, am I doing the things that are really important to me in different areas of my life? Sit down, write down what are the important things that, you know, really get you motivated, that really make you feel like you're doing something important, and, and just make sure if you've come away from that, try and try and get back to doing that stuff. For me, it, it's kind of health and exercise. Um, the podcast is a big part of this because I, I like kind of being able to interact with our community. But just ask yourself that question: What can I do that's important to me that's just going to help give me a bit of a lift and get back to what what's important? Okay. So, chaps, I think a little bit short on the FPL surgery, but I'm going to bring the podcast to a close there. Um, Mark, I want, I want to really thank you for joining us today. It's been great having you talk about this.
2: Yeah, pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me, and and good luck with this podcast. Um, hopefully, you get you know, hopefully people who listen to this one will be inspired to come on and maybe share some of their stories as well. Uh, I think that's the key. So, hopefully, it's resonated with a few people, and and it gets a few more people talking.
0: Mark, if, if people want to okay, be one of the people that gets in touch with you or, or the, you know, the mini league or just generally get involved with what you're doing, how can they contact you?
2: Yeah, the best place to get me is on Twitter at FPL General. So if you go to if you go to my Twitter page, you'll find uh, links to the Just Given page as well uh, for the mini league for CAM. So get involved with that, you know, it doesn't have to be a big donation. Two pound, it goes a long way. So, check it out and get involved. As I say, the scoring will start after the international break, so still plenty of time to, to get a team in for that.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll put your handle and the uh, just given page in the description as well, just for everyone, so it's easy. Nice one, think. cheers,
0: Ice Man. So, just as a, as a final send off, brilliant having Mark on. How can people contact us? What would you think the best way for most?
1: So at the moment, I suppose our Twitter is the best route in terms of uh, at find extra time. We do have an email as well uh, finding extra time at yahoo.com so you can send an email to there if you want to get on the podcast or you just want to give us feedback and any means of contact is more than welcome via email or Twitter.
0: Yeah, and over time, we'll, we'll certainly add a lot of links to our uh, Twitter page as we have more guests on. Who uh, We've got people lined up who do a lot of good stuff already, so hopefully it'll be a place of resource as well. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we we'll develop a little bit of a community on there where people can come on and support one another. Any final thoughts, Iceman? I always ask you about this on the <laughs> pod, but anything just reflecting on how this has gone?
1: No, it sounds like this is uh, going to kick off well, and I'm glad we've started it, and I'm looking forward to doing more episodes.
0: Yeah, and I think for me, it's just really positive just talking to you two chaps today. but Usually it's about football. It's been great talking about something a little bit closer to home. Been fantastic talking to the people that have already reached out to the podcast and shown an interest. Hopefully that will develop a bit more in our community. Thank you so much for, for listening. If you have an interest in the podcast, get in contact. But the main thing is find extra time for yourself in the next few weeks. Do something that's important to you. Look after yourself and we'll speak to you on the next podcast.